Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Apps. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Erin Weir, and this is a teen drama shadow cast. And we are continuing on our way down our trip of Shadow Hunter Season 2. It's getting. Ooh, it's, get, it's getting. getting strong. <laughs> Look, they are moving forward. And they are also throwing out what they did in the first three episodes. <laughs> They're like, you know what? That storyline, boring. We, have we en- came up with a better one. Yeah, we've entered uh, a new stage of this of this season with the the Jace's stuck with Valentine arc has been completed. I guess. Yeah, because it does appear that every single character is like, oh, it was a trick. Well, not everyone. <laughs> I mean, most of them, except for one character who was <laughs> not a character until last episode. Ah, well, I mean, we'll see. This this episode has kind of a a sub theme, a motivation. All the character, all the actors, and the characters, and the lines, and the direction is all focusing around one central theme, which is if you enter a conversation, make it about yourself. I think they have reached a point in the books where there are multiple narrators, and this is how the show is grappling with that. They're like, oh, it's not just Clary anymore. I guess we can do that. So now now everybody's like, I'm the main character. I'm the one who needs to talk about me. Look, show. This show is still Mysteries, Outsiders, and Abs, which is the key defining features of a teen drama. <laughs> your main character is still your outsider. You can do whatever you want. It's going to be Clary. Yeah. It's going to be annoying. We're going to hate it sometimes. <laughs> We're going to like it other times. Yeah. We're going to run into the night with her. Your main character, Shadowhunters TV show, is Clary. And the thing to always remember is our main character is still an outsider because it's been three weeks it's been three weeks she is not a shadow hunter (laughs) by blood not by training no 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 i mean something that always happens in these teen shows is they treat blood we have on riverdale we saw it in oc kind of yeah in oc blood is very important and they do nope i was gonna say and in this episode they do talk about blood they don't. I mean... No, they 100% don't. <laughs> um, I recently got the sixth book from the library, and yeah. so I've been reading it while watching this episode. Ooh, exciting. And in the book, Clary's like, oh, I've never thought about bloodline so much as I have in the past six months. <laughs> so the book has, like... What's the word? The book has insight about what itself is about. Uh, the show, not there yet. Ah, uh, yes. Well, the show will be here now. The show is here now. It is here now because we have to continue on into Shadowhunters, season two, episode four, Day of Wrath. Day of Wrath. This is a day, a couple days. No, a couple the sh- hours. The show specifically tells us this is a 24-hour period. Yeah. Clary enters the City of Bones through a graveyard entrance rather than the entrance under from underneath the overpass we saw in season one. But wasn't the entrance underneath the overpass near a graveyard? 
I don't know. All I, I know was is also I, very confused, but I do think it was in a lower budget graveyard. I'm pretty sure it was under an overpass. No, that's just where the van was, and then Simon got kidnapped by the vampires while Clary was going to the City of Bones. I just thought it was very close to where that van was. So Clary walks through a light in, and into a scene change, <laughs> into and a set. The set. The City of Bones set. It's not just one room anymore. Nope. It is... A big old subterranean screaming hellhole. And despite the fact that it is a screaming hellhole, Clary can do essentially whatever she wants there. <laughs> it's it it is weird that she doesn't have anybody like Someone showing her be the by way. that entrance. <laughs> well, well, somebody should have walked with her because she's only been there once, and she. <laughs> I think she's sneaking in, Kevin, and she makes but, it all the way to the statue of Jonathan Shadowhunter. Yeah, but the doesn't the isn't the silent brother who scares her expecting her? Or I guess they're kind of psychic, aren't they? They are a little bit psychic. So maybe he's just like, "Oh, I don't care if you're here." You're like, "I knew you were coming." So he he brings her into the 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 line of cells, uh, and these cells are made of wood. It's uh they they have not updated this system in a while. Uh, there are clearly other things that are keeping them in there, like magic yep magic will come up later we do see another prisoner who's like oh help me and we get reiterated from the silent brother all those who infringe against the the clave must be severely punished and and uh kevin i thought the clave didn't do anything ever because they are were weak and didn't believe in punishments (laughs) it's the the I have to really focus really, really hard on thinking, what does Jace know about the clave? Because he is the one who most has to grapple with the, is the clave ineffective in what it's trying to do? And the only answer I can come to is that Jace is just as self-involved as Clary and spends his time when he's not on screen staring blankly into the distance, not noticing the infringements against humanity. And downworld anity that the clave does. Look, Shadowhunters TV show. I know you can't listen to us because you're done. <laughs> this is a 2016 show. Yeah. But as we've said, I think every episode this season, this would be better if there were no shadow extras. <laughs> And it was just like the clave is stretched thin, so you can still, as a as a watcher, be like, "Oh, it is conf- like conflicted." And Jace doesn't know what the clave's doing because he only sees his friends and sometimes their parents and yeah. Hodge. Like the full power is never in the institute, but there's like nine thousand shadow hunters in the institute. Yeah, there's so no- he should know what they're doing. And he he's the one who's like, "We should go to the city, the city of bones." Does he does he think the city of bones is just that one room? Does he think this prison was built specifically for him? He might because when Clary goes to talk to him, he spends most of the time being like, "You can't be here. I'm Valentine's weapon." Oh yeah, she goes about how. The reason he's in the City of Bones <laughs> is her fault for mm, oh, if, reasons. Well, so, okay. She says it's because I – I think she says this later, actually. No, she might say it now. But she says that um, if only I wasn't under uh, Dot's spell. And I'm like, no, isn't he in here? Oh, no. He's in here because he abducted the werewolf. He is not in there because he abducted the werewolf, Clary. That's one, that's one of the reasons, apparently. But Clary seems to think that's the only reason. And his initial 
apparent betrayal of the clave. Look, this is a made-up, trumped-up charge. He is in there because they think he's Valentine's son. <laughs> like, let's be real. Yeah. They yeah. are abducting downworlders at any turn. Now, now to be fair, um, something that I, I kind of forgot or, we, or I kind of slid over in my mind, I guess technically, yeah, by abducting a werewolf, he did break the accords not if the werewolf did actually kill the father of jeremy that is true but he's <laughs> so that is the, are they going to try to prove that gretel killed <laughs> no father? they are not because they are mad that he is valentine's son i guess yeah also, uh, Jace thinks it's okay that he's in jail because he has to pay for his <laughs> actions his actions being I, Valentine's son, I'm I think. I'm not sure, sure Jace understands what he's doing in here. Every time we see Jace in the jail cell and his line that he says over and over, even when we get to his trial, is, they won't break me. Break you with what? Yeah, what did what, you do? What, Jace, what do you think you did? Like, what? Also, what do you mean break? What do you mean break you? You're not trying to keep a secret. You know nothing. You have not been rebelling against them. Yeah, there's nothing you did. Uh, the thing that you, the most heinous thing you did under Valentine's employ, they know about. Yeah, so, you kidnapped a werewolf who maybe did break the accords. So maybe. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's at this point, I don't think a point. <laughs> So uh, we also get a little bit uh, another ongoing theme now that Jace and Clary are together that these writers are going to try so hard. They are going to write around it in this scene at least so hard by having Jace be like, we can't be together. We can't do it. And the reason why is because Jace and Clary believe they're related, but they're really trying to make the audience in that moment, be like, yes, it's because Jace is dark, edgy boy. Man, I just think that, like, Jocelyn needs to be allowed to see <laughs> this person who claims to be her son. She saw him I, once. Okay, from a wild distance. I think if she no, saw his face. No, she talked to him directly at the hospital. At the, oh, at the hospital. Yeah, she talked to him directly, okay, and then he, he jumps over. He doesn't have the demon eyes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but no one knows what. He can't kill flowers, Kevin. <laughs> We know two things about Jonathan. I do, I do think that if Jocelyn spent more time with Jace, maybe she would figure like, out. Absolutely not. He was not her son. He, he uh, we. I don't know the timeline. <laughs> anyway, speaking of, we Jocelyn, can't dwell on this because we got to go back to the institute. Yeah, where Magnus and Alec are like, so we did a bad thing, and Magnus is like, yeah, Alder Tree says I'm going to be punished, but he won't tell me how. So I don't <laughs> love that. How or when? So I think he's going to forget. <laughs> Which, let's be real, Alder Tree does. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Now, Alec, this is just a, this is just clarifying to everybody what happened in the end of last episode. Magnus is in trouble. Alec is very thankful of him, and Alec's like, "Oh, it's fine." Once Jace touches the Soul Sword, everyone will know he's not a bad guy because <laughs> yeah. he'll tell the he, truth. Well, the sword will make him tell the truth. At least Alec does seem to be aware of why Jace was arrested. He's like, once he touches the soul sword, they'll realize he did not betray us for Valentine. Yeah. Uh, and then him and Magnus almost go on a date, but unfortunately... Raj interrupt us! Freaking Raj. Well, now I'm... that he's a character, he's obnoxious. In the, he is, yes, he is built to be hated on by every other character. <laughs> but in, in, in his defense, in this scene, he's just a man being like, Hey, 
we have a meeting, which is wild they have someone tell them that because I'm pretty sure in the past, this place is highly advanced. They yeah. Don't, didn't, they, didn't they just set off an alarm? For Jace? For, <laughs> to let them know that Jace is now wanted like he was wanted before? Also, he says the briefing is in the operations room. Which I thought was the room that Magnus and Alec are in. Well, no, they're in the hallway next to the operations room. Alec, if you will, take ten steps this way and we will begin our, the briefing. The briefing. Uh, meanwhile, Jocelyn has to let Clary know. Clary's just a little bit iffy about Jocelyn uh, because I think she also blames her for why Jace is in jail. Which? Which, what? Well, no. Jace had gone, had, had done the potential go over to Valentine's side before Jocelyn woke up. And then she woke up and she shot him with an arrow and he did it slightly more. <laughs> well, maybe. They don't know that. Yeah, no one knows. Uh, so Jocelyn is getting reassigned to Idris because... Why wouldn't the Clave do that? Well, well what, what, what Jocelyn says is like, well, they have to, they have to uh, make sure that I'm, that I'm trustworthy. I'm like, no, that's not why. They're, they're doing it because you stole an artifact from them. Yeah, they want to keep their eyes on you. Yeah, they don't. I, I ha- cannot believe anybody, any of these very, very idiotic shadow hunters in the clave believe that she is on Valentine's side when she hid the mortal cup from him for 18 years. They just don't want her to not be on their side as well. You know what the wild... It's so, not about Valentine. As you know, I've been reading the books. Yeah. In the books, at least within the first six books, which essentially take place over like six months, yeah. Um, Jocelyn, they are just like, maybe you're just not a shadow hunter. <laughs> maybe we just don't give you shadow hunter things and in intel. Yeah, because the, the last time you did that, you stole a very important artifact and didn't bring it back to us. You just kept it for 18 years. Now, Jocelyn, much like Clary, keeps like, forcing her way into situations but now, the clave logically is like maybe not <laughs> now jo- the what i will say is that the nice thing is that jocelyn has a very clear character flaw which is she believes she can do everything by herself yes she does which is very like clary in a lot of ways in a lot of ways but clary also believes she can do anything as long as jace is there True. <laughs> so jocelyn is at least a independent person now, <laughs> she, when going to Idris, she does want to know if Clary wants to maybe come and be an Idris with her. Huh? So what I will say about this storyline, mm-hmm. I've been thinking a lot about the fact that, like, Izzy and Alec and Jason, and Clary and Simon yeah. are adults in the TV show. Yeah, they're 18. Whereas in the book, they are very much not adults. Yeah. They 16? are 16. Alec is a little bit older. Mm. Because at the book I'm reading right now, they're like, technically Alec's an adult. So I guess Alec took all these children on these unsanctioned missions. (laughs) Um, But making them adults um, in some ways, like, lessens the impact of the story because some of the um, YA fiction stuff is about them being kids. But in a lot of ways, makes it a lot better and makes this struggle – well, make it, a lo- like, this is a very typical new adult struggle. Yeah. Are you going with your parent or are you striking out on your own? Well, this is even the same thing with Simon. Like, Simon is at the stage where he can kind of hide his vampirism from his 
mom because Whereas in the books he absolutely cannot because he he's supposed a, to still live there he's, he's a 16. in high school he lives at home and this one he's like oh yeah no i'll stay at college you know yeah uh anyway clary can't make a decision right now because there's a demon attack so get Ooh. on out there um in pops alec and izzy pops yeah they pop into the room okay they, in, they walk in, in but oh, in pops i thought you were saying like Darren, Aaron, no, this is Shadowhunters. There's no Pops Diner. <laughs> <laughs> in walks Alec and Izzy. Yeah. And for reasons that make no earthly sense, because Jace is in prison, the wildly untrained Clary has to go on this mission I'm, with them. I'm sorry we have to keep reiterating this, but this is why you can't have all the shadow extras. Because why isn't, for example... Raj going with them. Lydia. <laughs> Literally any of the 90 people we have seen wandering around this institute could go with them. Are, is the idea that they're not trained? Because that's not true. Later we see them and they were definitely training. Like, Izzy and Alec are supposed to be the best young shadow hunters. Why do they have to bring Clary? Now, if it comes out to it, I think what it was is that Izzy was like, we're going to bring Clary. And Raj is like, uh... Sure. And Alder Tree's not there, we find out later. Yeah. And Lydia's like, I like Clary. Sounds good. A training mission. So they head off to the crime scene, and it is a crime scene. And it's very cool because we find out, like, a bit about, like, how the Shadowhunter world functions. Yeah. So Luke's there in his role as a cop. He's, like, shepherding other cops off, being like, oh, no, just a trick. No crime scene here. Okay. This does raise one question, though. What did they do before they had a werewolf cop? Um, they were bad at being shadow hunters. <laughs> like, dude, we, 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 you can't go get over the fact that I that before all this was going on, I don't think Luke was working very closely with the shadow hunters. Yeah, that's the thing. The clave sucks. <laughs> so, so because he's there, he's able to. When the cops show up, he's like, "Nah, it was just a uh, just a prank phone just call." Just a prank phone call. So head on the way. You know that Aldrey has no idea this is going on. This is just Izzy and, and Alex being and... like, "Hey, let's use our resources." Because <laughs> what's good? Luke's Luke also comes to them through Clary. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he covers up the whole demon attack. Um, Izzy has moved into her medical examiner mode. Forensic scientist Izzy is going to do some forensic science on this corpse. Oh, they're going to take that body back and they're going to figure out what's going on. And Clary and Alec are going to go on patrol and expand the perimeters of this crime scene. I, you know, it makes sense if the idea is that this person probably died pretty recently. We'll try to track the demon down. Clary is not adding anything to this. No, but she has to be there. And what I will say, right off the bat, Alec is a much better trainer for Clary than Jace ever was. Because he teaches her, her he teaches her new ruins to help her track demons without all the sexual overtones. <laughs> he also knows that she's going to Idris. Yeah. And he wants her to make the decision for herself. <laughs> yeah. Even if he only likes her sometimes. It's time now for that meeting we've heard of, we've heard so much about between Raphael and Aldertree. So the reason Aldertree, I guess, was not happening with this demon thing is because he has to do a cool, casual interview with Raphael. They are there was a roller coaster of emotions. There truly in is. this in this whole meeting. 
One, because I'm like, man, they're weirdly mean to the to the Vams. Because like, Raphael's like, I don't know. It's Camille. I'm. I don't know. Our clans aren't related. And, he, and then Aldatree's like, Nah, you. If you, you want me to you stop, you know everything, Raphael. If you want me to stop bothering you, you better bring me Camille. And then we learn it's because Raphael has had a number of um, missteps over the last seventy years. So it's like bringing in a, a crime boss. Yes, essentially, Raphael is a mafia boss. And then we swing wildly back the other way when Aldridge reveals that he has vampire torture laser beams. So he has con- concentrated UV rays yeah. that we find out later he uses to draw crosses on Raphael. <laughs> I don't know if there's crosses. There are X's. I think there's X. Yeah, I think there's X's. Okay, but here's the thing. Like, I understand Jace doesn't know about this. But the show has made a choice, <laughs> and the choice the show has made is, is that it... the clave is very effectual. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very into torture. Oh, as he explains, all she's been like, oh, the reason he called uh, Raphael in is because we raided another den. And you you think they raided that den and gently took all the vampires out? No, they no. are all dead. No, they wouldn't. Ultra goes, oh, he killed children. And look, there's one thing about Raphael. Raphael is not into vampires killing children. Yeah. I understand the clave doesn't know that because they think all vampires are monsters. Well, I mean, like, it, it essentially it sets up that Alder Tree is a guy who's, he, he's Jack Bauer from 24. <laughs> yes, Alder Tree is not the bad guy. Alder Tree thinks he's going against the bad guy and will take any road he yeah. can. There is some cool stuff in this where you're, where you're like, oh yeah, he, Alder Tree is someone who's, bending the rules of torture but he, but like if we were from his perspective i bet we would be like yeah you get information from that evil vampire i know you're you're bending your morals to do it good for you i know it's hard <laughs> but the thing that's ridiculous though is this isn't the same tv show <laughs> that has valentine <laughs> yeah who who believes now i well, i have I to say this, been... this, this over and over Valen, Valentine can believe whatever he wants. It's insane he can convince other shadow hunters to it. Like, exactly. <laughs> like, absolutely, he can vin- convince mundane. Because well, his problem is not that um, that Alder Tree is, like, he's torturing a vampire. He's upset that Alder Tree doesn't kill the vampire after he's done torturing him. Which is, like, it is insane <laughs> that we have seen several times Jace is like, ooh, but maybe but you're are right? they ineffectual? They're clearly. I mean, no, Jace doesn't know about the torture, but come on. Is, well, but he. But you said earlier he knows about the fairy torture they did. Exactly. Now we have to head back to Simon. Simon is back on the business, trying to open that box he got from Camille's. He's can't do it. He can't do it. It's a very, it's a it's very, a very hard to open, hard box. to open box. Probably some sort of vampire magic in it. He also has to deal with his real life because his mom, who he said, "Hey, mom, I'm going to move home." Wants him to come home for dinner. Yeah, Simon, maybe you should have taken Raphael's out and gone on fake tours. Because he's back in the mode of like, oh no, I can't come for dinner. I'm on a, I'm on a, a, a liquid diet. Although, like, if he was like, yes, mom, I would like short ribs. Very rare. So <laughs> rare. Oh, so rare. He probably could have eaten those. Yeah. <laughs> but... Anyway, he's, his mom guilts him over and over and yeah. over. So he agrees, oh, fine, I'll go do it. Now, Clary, after, I guess, her walk around with Alec, just 
stops by to visit Jace again. Yeah, she just casually goes yeah. to the City of Bones, and I guess the Silent Brothers just keep letting her in. Yeah. Now, of course, Jace is once again trying to white fang her. He's like, no, it can't. It won't happen. And it can't be like, this. no, Jace, I can't be away from you. And then he stabs her in the stomach because this was all a dream. It's all a dream. <laughs> it's all a dream. Uh, uh, he wakes up from his dream like, Ugh! and then a voice from next door is like, yeah. The Silent Brother is like to use your hopes and dreams to torture you in your sleep. You probably shouldn't sleep. I just and that voice is Hodge. What? It's, it's taken Jace way too long to figure out that Hodge was his Look, was next to him. Kevin, I'm going to tell you something because we're going to go back to the books. Yeah. Simon goes to prison. Yeah. Not Jace. Okay. And Simon's next door cellmate. Yeah. Is Hodge. Ah, well, you know, Hodge and Hodge is... gives him all kinds of advice. Lots of cool, chill things. Whichever way it's going on, Hodge is always in jail. Now, Hodge is regretful about the things that he's done. And we have to get our first taste of... <laughs> Do... I, I don't know if you'll get this reference, Aaron, but I hope some of our audience will. All right. Jace is putting out real, this entire episode, putting out real Shadow the Hedgehog vibes. He's oh. he's, way, he's way too edgy, and he's weird and dark. And in this scene, he's like, I don't regret my actions. What actions, Jace? I stand by my actions, good what, or bad. What actions, Jace? Like, I understand Hodge is talking about you cutting his hand off, which I was like, a good thing. <laughs> I like that. I like that Hodge is also like, yeah, that's what makes you strong. I'm like, Hodge. Hodge, Hodge shut up. <laughs> it does not. It makes Jace a big old asshole. Who, who's like, no, even if I do something bad, I stand by it. Like, no, that's, you, this, what? <laughs> This, Psychopath. The problem is, Jace hasn't done that much. Yeah, like I feel like this would all be better better if he had killed Gretel. Yeah, this entire episode would make more sense. Well, because if what... he had killed Gretel to save Clary. Well, unfortunately, then Clary would have to f- be conflicted about Jay. I don't know. Oh, she had to be conflicted about Jace outside of the whole incest thing. Now, this is where we get our first Jay. Jay says that they won't break me. What do they have to break, Jace? I mean, what what <laughs> what we will find out when we go to the interrogate, interrogation. He was, he was worried they are trying to break him. And he was worried about the wrong thing that they were trying to break him of. So, uh, we quickly check in with Alec and Clary and they find a woman who has what Alec calls possession hangover when you wake up from being possessed and you're like oh god what did i do oh we didn't we didn't uh explain also the um (laughs) the way this demon likes to kill people is to punch them directly in the heart and then eat their frontal cortex oh yeah i guess uh, how no what how Oh, I don't know. We'll find it out later. Izzy says it when she's doing I, her forensic I know, Izzy stuff. I know he says it. I guess I sort of let that go over. I thought she was saying that people who are possessed have a sort of pseudo damage from the cortex that eventually will heal. Like the idea being that that's why they couldn't remember what they were doing. But they didn't bring the girl back to the Institute. I guess so. that makes sense. I, I made an assumption because when you see them, the only injury they have is that a hand has been punched through their chest. And when we see the possessed people, they're just holding their bloody hand, being like, "What? Did, why is my hand bloody? Now, the important part of the scene is that Clary sits down next to the girl and says, we'll take care of you, because Clary has heart. Yes. This woman will never appear again, so I don't know what they do. 
Uh, I assume they got a warlock and they erased her memory. <laughs> taking care of you. Uh, we get a very quick scene for emotional impact where Luke is talking to Jocelyn and being like, I want to go to Idris with you. And that's, and that's that. It. And then they kiss. Like that. That is that is the scene. It's very dramatic. It's very uh, full of stuff, but that, that's pretty much it. Another short scene. Raphael showed up at Magnus's house because either we didn't know before or I forgot that on the TV show – they have a deep connection. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I would say they never showed it to us. Magnus refers to Raphael as, I treated you like a son. I'm like, when? So I did know <laughs> this, but I know I know it from the books, and the, I could the, not recall the what was show, on the show has never had them have a scene together. Um, so Raphael. We, we, know, we, know that, we know that he's very close with Camille, but. Yes. Raphael looks like butt. Yeah. I, I'll he was s- super tortured. I want to say he, he it looks real bad. I don't think they thought hard enough about the injuries he has because he has just a, a series of like let's say um, like three inch long burns on his face. When the thing was a laser, and I feel like they should be like full on cuts from one side of his face to it the other. Would have been fun if. Elder Tree could, like, stop it and then start it. Which I, I, which because I, that's much cooler torture. Which I guess is what he's doing, is he's being like, turn it off, make a little cut here, turn it on, turn it off, but make a cut here. But would it have been cool if we saw that? No, I think this is fine. We saw we saw the beginning of it, and then we see the the effects. The rest would have been only if they had time. Now, uh, back at the Institute. We find out that Lydia is back in charge of the Institute. <laughs> The way she phrases it is, until Victor comes back from the trial, I'm in charge, which implies that Victor was in charge. So why does he keep on blaming Lydia for every problem? Also, why is Aldertree in charge of Jace's trial? We know for a fact there is an Inquisitor and a Consul. Why are they not in charge of this? I I, I assume because Aldertree convinced convinced them to let him do it. No, no. I think Aldertree is doing all of this under the table. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, maybe because Alder Tree wants to build a reputation of being a good and and who are and who are the Silent Brothers going to tell? Their mouths are sewed and shut. Exactly. <laughs> um. So Raj interrupts the scene as he's wont to do to be sassy and make jokes about dead bodies. It's very confusing why Raj has inserted himself into the scene, except for once again. He has to make it about himself. Yep. Um, but really, the reason why is so they can all be distracted. Well, the smoke monster from Lost... <laughs> leaves the body leaves of the dead person. And goes into the ventilation system. Look, this is a real Buffy the Vampire Slayer plot. I'll say it's a, it was a real supernatural plot. But if this is Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Supernatural, I would not have almost a page of notes before <laughs> this happened. And this would be the A plot of the episode... Whereas I kind of feel like they think it's the well, A plot, but it's like the D plot. Well, I, I'll I'll talk at a certain point about why it's very much. I almost think there might have been a Buffy episode like this. So uh, back with Magnus and uh, Raphael. Magnus makes it about himself by being like Raphael, you're a son to me, and all the tree must know this. He did this to you to punish me. To be fair, Ultra Tree did say. Magnus, I'm going to punish you, and I'm not going to tell you how or when. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think this is it. This, w- this is not it. This is Alder Tree not even knowing. Alder Tree is 
at at times it's hard to figure out what his character is and what he wants. But <laughs> Magnus is giving him too much credit. I, know, I was saying that everybody believe Alder Tree's entire thing is built around what people believe Alder Tree will do <laughs> or is capable of. When I think he's just a guy who's like a the he's a bit of a blowhard. <laughs> he has too much power for his age. Yeah, yeah. He's he's got some he's got some Jack Bauer syndrome. But uh, this is uh, ended with Raphael being like Magnus. Because you are a father to me, I guess. Uh, I want your help. Maybe you should have come. Uh, well, I mean, now I would say maybe Raphael doesn't want to run to Magnus for every one of his problems. Raphael doesn't stand on his own. Raphael's a tough boy. On the other hand, Simon will run to Magnus for every one of his problems as he comes charging back in and is like, I can't figure out this box. And Raphael's like, oh my god, I've seen that box a thousand times. That's our, that's our grave dirt. Why didn't you, he... Simon had it last episode. If he had been like, Raphael, I am trying to find Camille. I found this box. This all would have been dealt with so much sooner. Because what's in the box is Camille's grave dirt, which you can use to, if you take a vampire's grave dirt, you can use it to summon the vampire to you. Couple questions, Aaron. Why does Camille have this? So no one can summon her. No, Aaron, it's grave dirt. Which means from a grave. Graves yeah. are giant. This is a tiny box. Why would she have I it? imagine she has had large boxes in the past, and this is, like, all that's left. But the the thing about this is all of a sudden coming up being like, oh, it's dr- grave dirt. You can summon her with it. You just left Simon. Wouldn't it be better just to leave her grave dirt at her grave? I don't know. Do they know where she died thousands and thousands of years ago where it could be spread to the wind? I would imagine there are also other things you can do with grave dirt. <laughs> that Camille can do herself? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe if you eat it, you get strong. Look, that seems... Can't you picture Camille just eating a bunch of dirt? <laughs> I can. I think getting strong. Uh, <laughs> so they're going to they're gonna summon Camille. There you go. Also, you can open the box by uh, using Camille's blood, which is also Simon's blood, because Camille made him. Yeah, there you go. Is it not wild to you that Camille did not make Raphael? It is insane to me that you did not make Raphael. Th- what this sets up is that Magnus introduced Raphael to Camille. That's what I think. Because Raphael, ha- he's, a- he's at the past 70 years, allergies at the past 70 years, which makes me think that Raphael has only been around for about 70 years. Yeah. Um, and Magnus has known Camille since at least the 1870s by a story he tells. Yes. Uh, makes me feel like the Raphael, or like Magnus introduced Raphael to Camille, I was like, this guy's probably a great lieutenant for you. So do you want to know some backstory? Sure. Okay. Book backstory. Magnus oh, loves this, Raphael. This may be unrelated to the TV series for it everyone It probably out there. is. But <laughs> I I imagine in my heart yeah. that the TV writers read all the books and were like, cool, we like this. We're throwing this stuff out the door. Well, that's how you do an adaptation. But they can't not be a little bit influenced by yeah, it. Yeah, that's how you do an adaptation. Anyway, please continue. So, um... In the 1950s, 1940s-ish, um, Magnus was approached by a Spanish woman mm-hmm. being like, oh, my son, he's being attacked by vampires. Please save him. Please save him. Unfortunately, Magnus could not save him from becoming a vampire because yeah. he was Raphael. Yes. <laughs> because he was Raphael. <laughs> he was already a vampire. Yeah. And Magnus was like, well, the only thing I can do 
is like save him from the bad side of being a vampire. So he found out who Raphael was. He came upon him when Raphael was trying to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. This seems to be, this seems the thing these writers do a lot. Yes. Well, I think they may have misappropriated some stories. (laughs) Conflated some stories. Um, And so Magnus came upon Raphael. He taught him how to like function as like a reasonable vampire. He taught him how to say God. Mm -hmm. He taught him how to wear a crucifix. He taught him like how to function in the world. Yeah. And as Raph- or sorry, as Magnus will say later, Magnus cannot have children. Yeah. So he takes people under his wing. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, may or may and not be true through in through all of that, I assume that Raphael met Camille, who had <laughs> an extreme power position and Yeah. It it really does seem like Magnus was the introduction. There. And now he's like, oh no. Because <laughs> Yeah. So back at the Institute, uh, they figure out the demon was there because a shadow hunter named Wilkie, who I think he was trained with another shadow hunter, mm-hmm. uh, got punched in the chest. Oh, no. Oh, no. And it turns out this is a super demon. <laughs> now, Clary, off of no evidence at all, is like, Valentine. This is Valentine. He does experimentations on demons. I'm like, no, he does, he does experimentations with demons. <laughs> It turns out, though, we'll find out later, he <laughs> when, does do experimentations when, when on When Valentine said, I set up a demon attack at the Institute, my mind fell out of my mouth. Because I'm like, what? No, that's not what you... D- I, no, he has used demons, and yeah. it's always dumb. Yes, he only uses the dumb small demons, not the greater demons. So, so he did this whole... <laughs> I guess he really wants his son back. Yeah, anyway, no, he needs his weapon, Kevin. Clary, because she is who she is, does guess this right off the bat. Uh, this demon has cloaking abilities, so uh, Izzy's whole necklace can't sense it. It got past the wards. It can hide in corpses. And this demon feeds on negative emotions, so it finds people who are feeling bad things. Yeah, and steals their hearts. Yes. Well, and it says like it amplifies those negative emotions. And it seems we can also sh- get into bodies that have negative emotions. Which should have been the whole thing with this demon. Which is why this should have been an entire episode <laughs> like Buffy or Supernatural which, would do. Which also I think might be a Buffy episode. But uh, we'll we'll get back to that. Because Izzy and Clary are going to go off to do the search. Everyone's doing their search. But Izzy and Clary go off together. And they spend some time talking about moms. And talking about if Clary should go to Idris, but Izzy Makes it really, about her. <laughs> really wants a friend. Yeah. Which is an ongoing plot point for Izzy, where Izzy feels like Clary is her friend, <laughs> and Clary is Clary. Yeah. Uh, she does take some time to be like, it's weird her being like, no, you should stay here away from your mom, because you have a mom who loves you and wants to be good to you and mine my relation with my mom is strained so you should stay here away from your mom it's her her point is conflated with her desire to make it about herself speaking of people who want to make it about themselves raj got a big old demon in his body oh yeah he gets possessed so he fights with lydia and he he gets reached the point where he's able to get some of his fingers into her chest but luckily alec is there to shoot the demon out of raj's body alec who was, they were going in pairs, and Alec... Was Alec's pair Raj? <laughs> no, Izzy's pair was... Ra- no, Lizzie, Lydia's pair with Raj, because when they first went off, Li- Raj was like, I guess I'm with you, and Lydia went, great. 
does Alec not have a pair because everyone forgot that yeah, Jace I th- was in I think the everyone cell. left and there was Alec be like, and Alec goes with Alec. <laughs> and then he walked off. Now, Raj does break Lydia's arm. He does that. And I feel very bad for Lydia because she is continually getting aggressively injured. Yeah, she got her finger stabbed in her chest. She, her arm got broken. Hodge hit her head real hard so that the only word she could say was Hodge. Yeah, she keeps getting blamed for things when <laughs> Victor is the one in charge. Victor did cause this to happen. Lydia. Let's be real. You gotta go back to Idris. <laughs> Just get away from New York. New York you, is bad for you. You are a fine lady. You were kind of mean coming in, but that's because you were you were grieving you were th- your husband. Well, also, you're an authority figure in this show. Of course, you're going to be made out to be very mean. Um, but maybe, and maybe after <laughs> you almost got married to a guy, and then he broke up with you, you for Warlock, and he got hit. And you got stabbed, and you got your arm broke. Go home. Go home, Lydia. Time, well, this is going on to begin Jace's trial. Okay, Okay. Jace's trial is not what I imagined it to be. But it was exactly what I imagined a very authoritarian clave trial would be. Jace's defense, like, he doesn't have a defense. Jace is alone in a room with two silent brothers, yep, two, one two, Victor Aldertree, and two other and two silent shadow hunters, and he will hold a sword. a sword. And Victor Aldertree will ask nonsense questions that have nothing to do with the case at hand. Okay, yeah, there's there's no other lawyer here or anybody else to be like, what does this have to do with his trial? Because he is on trial for being a traitor to the clave. And the murder of two downworlders, which really put my mind in a weird space where it's like, well, one's Gretel, who they're counting the vampire? Wait, they're counting Maria? That has to be the second downworlder. Okay, but Maria Maria one hundred percent broke the accord. Yes. She had a she had she had the den. That's what's clued her clued them off to do all the other dens that they're currently raiding. What other downworlder would it be? Because yeah, one it is Gretel. Has to be Maria is, and Gretel. Why are they counting Maria? Is it just to torture Jace more? Look, it clearly is because he holds that sword and he quotes the Shadow Hunter motto: "The descent into hell is easy." Yeah. Which then he says that he and Alex say to each other a lot to remind themselves they won't be broken, and none of this makes sense. <laughs> he has a lot of nonsense going on. Uh, we have to take a quick. Uh, uh, we have to take a quick break. Um, For Magnus to be sad on his balcony. Yes. And Simon is out there to talk to Magnus, and he's like, hey, you know Camille's a real asshole, right? You understand she made all these dens, and she also made me a vampire. Magnus is like, yeah, I know, but there was a time where she was nicer, and she was nice to me. And this is great. It's very, like, you know, it's, it's conflicting, which is fun. It's conflict in a drama. What I will say yeah. is as a reader of the books, the problem is the time period he's referencing yeah. is the time period of the Clockwork Prince series. Yeah. And like, I know what's going on with Magnus <laughs> in that series. And Camille is not the only person who cares about him. Well, so I'm like, TV show, maybe just don't make a reference to the book series because a lot of your viewers know that. Were they maybe, referencing the book series? Yeah, they I, were They were referencing the Clockwork I guess why they did 1870. But they should have just picked a 
different time period. Eh, it doesn't bother. The, clearly, the Clockwork series is, isn't canon in this but TV series. The problem is they specifically picked the time of the book series. That, that, that would just make, pick a different time. That would make sense why he said 1870s. Yes. So in the 1870s, he was almost going to kill himself, but then Camille pulled him back. She was his rock, just like how Clary is Simon's rock, because everybody but Clary knows that that Simon loves her. The thing is, in the book series, like in that trilogy, Magnus is making friends with numerous shadow hunters and getting involved in their life and like giving his heart over to them. Yeah, maybe that was maybe this was just before that. She, he said the 1870s. That's an entire 10 years. I'm and just, if there's anything I know about how these books are written, every book series takes place over six months. I'm just saying, TV show, maybe just say the 1800s. Nah. Now, You're making a reference and doing it to like bring in book readers I would also, and the, doing it in a bad way. So since we're nitpicking, um, this was something I was going to skip over because it was the most nitpicky as of nitpick. Yeah. But now I feel like I have to do it. Yeah, do the, it. The reason I thought 1870 was so weird um, in my mind was because Magnus is an immortal, big old, like, immortal guy. Yeah. And I figured when you live for that long, you describe things by centuries. You're like, sometime in the 1800s. Yes. The 1800s would have been better. Because, be, well, because that's... For so many reasons. Yeah, like, like the way that we live, we live, like, 100 years. We ascribe things by... Uh, decades. If you live for thousands of years, you might describe things by centuries because centuries just glide by and that's time. Yes. It would be better for book readers and <laughs> non-book readers TV well, show. Well, I would not say it's better. I'd say that for me as a nerd, I'd be like, yeah. But I don't believe anybody should have to do things just for me as a nerd. I do. Do things the way I want them, show. <laughs> the... uh. After the Lydian Raj fight, everyone has just decided to, I think, split up because Clary just goes to her room. Yeah, they've made a very bad choice. It, they should all be in the op center together, which is what Buffy the Vampire Slayer would have done. It, they all would have gone to the library. It, I swear to God, it looks like Clary's about to go to bed. It looks like Clary is like, well, I'm tired. Time to go to bed. And then her mom comes in and is like, No, no her, no, her mom was in there. Clary yeah. comes in when her mom was in there. And her mom's like, how's Lydia? And Clary's like, bad. And then her mom's like, are you coming to Idris? And Clary's like, I don't know. Mom, I think I have to be a grown-up. Which, again, is like, it's a very new adult yeah. storyline. Is this the best episode for it? I mean, it has to be. Well, as Clary says, she needs to learn to stand on her own. And I mean... She's yeah, not wrong. Probably if this wasn't – if they didn't become a shadow hunter, she'd be moving out soon anyways because I know America's real big about when uh, to turn if 18. If you go to college, you move out of your parents' house. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, well, I know that's not like a Canadian thing. I no. know it's a big American thing. So, All right. Now, back to the, the weirdest trial ever. So, once again, chase on trial, trade of the clave, murder of two downworlders. What's Aldertree's first line of questioning? Hey, do you have in, do you have romantic interests in your sister? And Victor Aldertree will stick to this line of questioning for way too long. And then eventually he'll be like, "So, I've been a real douche to you for the past however amount of time. Can you swear your unwavering loyalty to the clave?" No, of course he cannot. You've been a real douche, Victor Aldertree. I will say that this that's I, why there has okay. to be a judge and jury and a different lawyer. But it works very well for, like, the Clave being authoritarian. And I, and I, I actually really like 
parts of this uh, this trial. And I, 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 what was going on, I thought they were doing it on purpose, but spoiler, at the end, Alder Tree would just sort of let Jace go because Jace was kind of so, – well, he saved his life. That's but, the thing, though. Because like, that, that sets up that Alder Tree – that letting him go means that Alder Tree was not – like, he was not – he did not stand by whatever principles he was putting out here. Which is why, like, I don't want to bring everything back to Harry Potter. I know I've re- referenced Harry Potter a couple of times while we've talked about Shadowhunters. Yeah. But, like, Harry has been on trial a couple of times in Harry Potter. Yeah. With a biased um, inquisitor, essentially. Yeah. Um, who views things in a certain way. Yeah. The problem is with the Shadowhunters – is they don't support it. It doesn't seem like Alder Tree it, actually thinks Jace is a villain. Yeah, like, because the, the question, when he's going through this, the questions he asks after he gets over the whole, do you love your sister in a way you love your sister? Or, what, like, what? He's <laughs> just like... Yeah, why, why? <laughs> okay, we'll move on from that. He he ends by being like, okay, do you love your father? Do you know... And then he's, he reveals he knows the Falcon story. He gets he's getting under his skin. And then he's like, do you agree with your father? The questions he asks are tricks. Yes, because he's he's asking questions where it doesn't matter if Jay says yes or no. Any answer gets him the answer that he wants. He asks him, "Do you agree with what your father does?" And Jace is like, "Yes and no." The clave's, uh, you know, ah, uh, the clave. Um, uh, I believe in the, the, this whole thing we're doing with the clave, but also there's the lack of action over these vampire dens, which, I mean, Jace doesn't know that they've been raiding vampire dens this entire time. Oh, and, like, I, if I were Jace, a young adult who's looking at the way the adults are running the world, yeah. I would also want more nuance to the way they're approaching it. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing is Ultra Tree's not doing this in front of an audience. No. And, and in the end, he asks him these things that for... Because I think the Shadow Brothers are kind of who he's doing it. For. He needs he needs other people to to see the things that he wants to see. Yeah. So he's asking Clave. Oh, oh, he see. Look, he does have. Uh, uh, he does. He doesn't like the Clave. He says we're not doing all these action of these vampire dens. But you all know we're raiding them all the time. What does he want? The same thing Valentine wants: the death of all downworlders. And then he asks the final thing: mm-hmm. Can you pledge uncondition? Can you pledge? unconditional loyalty to the clay. And could anyone actually say yes to that? Yeah. So he can't, so he says life imprisonment. And I was like, th- like, yeah, Alder Tree has asked all the right questions and this, sh- th- this should have been a show of how this trial was rigged from the beginning. Which is why there should have been an audience. But the thing is, is that by having later when Jace saves Alder Tree's life, uh, Alder Tree just walks with Jace back to the Institute, shows that this wasn't about the clave um, being Trying authoritarian and Alder Tree uh, getting the answer he wants. This entire trial was so Jace, so we could show how conflicted Jace was. I also. And then, then, he gets, then he gets sent to life imprisonment. I also don't really love Alder Tree doing it because what we have seen from Alder Tree. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, he vacillates between being, like, very competent and very incompetent. <laughs> yeah. But, like, Alder Tree truly is not our villain. Like, this should have been the head of the council. Well, you know? This is just, like, a random Well, I mean, they're trying, to, they're trying to make Alder Tree be the villain. It's what, what, whoever's currently in charge of the clave is the villain. But he's not in charge of the clave. He's in charge of the enclave <laughs> in New York. Whoever's in charge of this institute is the villain. 
Like this, this because it, have... it was Lydia. Yeah. And then now it's Alder Tree. Well, and also, wasn't there an old lady? No. What? <laughs> no. Oh no, I'm thinking. Are you thinking of Maurice? <laughs> no, I'm Not thinking old. of the books. Okay. I think it will come up later, although it should have come up already. Right. If we were following. Anyway, the thing is, this should have been like, like the heads of the clave. Yeah. If the, if, not understanding what's going on in New York, like and, not having the nuance, just following the rules. And if they want to give Jace a reason to distrust the clay for a different reason, this would have been a great way to do it. Yeah. Is him being like, like him realizing this trial was rigged from the start instead of his weird, I will not be broken. This thing. is just like a shoddily done thing done in a good way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So speaking of, uh, <laughs> speaking of prison, Raphael and Simon are sent to – they're sent away. They're sent to someone for supplies, and it's very clear that Magnus wants to talk to Camille alone. So so he summons her. He summons her. But then he traps her immediately. Okay. What I love about this is that she comes out, and she's like – he's like, oh, don't worry. I'm alone. So she's like, ooh, a hookup call. And then he puts her in what I can only describe <laughs> as horny jail. <laughs> she comes in way too horny. And she goes straight to horny jail. And we won't discuss yet what Magnus is going to do in that horny jail. Uh, okay. Because I was going to. <laughs> no, no, no. First, Clary has to find Alec, who has been demoned. This this feels... When I first saw this scene, I was like, wow, this like punch come out of nowhere. All of a sudden, Magnus, like, Alec is on the ground with blood on his hands. But I actually kind of like the way they do it in retrospect. It feels insane to me. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, don't get me wrong. Everything inside the... Here's how to describe this. The shell of the scene, I was originally like, why we just suddenly appear somebody on the floor covered in blood? I didn't like. Then I liked it again. The inside will always be rotten. <laughs> um, so this rotten inside, uh, whose heart did Alec, Demon Alec, rip out? I guess Al- Alec punched Jocelyn in the heart. Which falls up by them watching Alec punch Jocelyn in the heart through the security cameras to and prove she that it was Alec who punched her in the heart. Will for real be dead. Yeah, yeah Jocelyn, Jocelyn full on dead. Um, it's it's I it's weird that Alec did it. <laughs> I guess he's still angry that Jocelyn tried to kill Jace, so punched her in the chest. It is weird to me that she's dead. And I will never get over the fact that they made her dead. Oh, yeah, because in the book she's alive. Yeah, and I don't understand why Clary needs that motivation. <laughs> I feel like she has enough motivation. It it does feel like somehow in the last four episodes they're like, oh, no, with her mom back. <laughs> Dude, the, the show's too different. This has to be a contract thing, right? Like, the actress who plays Jocelyn had to leave, I would right? Say, yeah, honestly, I think it would be fine if they just sent her to Idris in that case. But if but they could have the um, uh, the the tactic of some of these shows where it's like, oh, someone's contract's done. We'll kill them so we can never bring them back again. Like, my brain has tried to wrap around this. <laughs> So many times, and like the ripple effect of Jocelyn being dead now has like grave repercussions later. Yeah, I mean, the, the it's an adaptation. I never mind. Those it, it just it makes things make less and less sense as the story goes I, on. I would say that in in the story in the TV series, I also think it's a weak choice because 
it it just makes it puts Clary back to where she was kind of in season one, where she was this person who didn't have her mom, so she was like, and that was fun for a season, but characters should move change as seasons yeah. go on. It just it. So instead, it put her now she'll never have her mom back. Meanwhile, yeah, Magnus and Camille have their uh, their talk, and we get this uh, their motivation between them, and it's interesting. Magnus sees all the hundreds, the thousands of people that Camille has sired as her children. Clearly, Camille does not. No, it seems like most vampires do, but not Camille. <laughs> so, but Magnus says, like, well, I can't have any children, so mine are all adopted by the downworlders I help. And we get a really clear view of what Magnus's flaw is. He has a fear of loneliness. Yep. And he loves too much. So yeah. if you touch a person he loves, yeah. even if he loved you before, he can't. He has to keep his people safe. Yeah. Um, and Cam- what Camille tries to hold over him is that, hey, ev- like everybody dies. I think werewolves age and die. But Camille will be there forever. Yep. I am the only one who will be here forever. Except for Raphael, <laughs> and the Simon. person who you made the clave torture, Camille. <laughs> yeah. So um, he just wants to, you know, look at her, see her. He, I think he wanted to see if she had any of the goodness that she used to have in and her she clearly at all. doesn't. She doesn't because she spends the time being like, you are, you're afraid of being lonely, but... She's trying to he he because he has some intelli- intelligence, emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. is like, oh, she's trying to do abuser tactics. She's being like, I will the only person who will be here forever. But so, he can also see she has no love in her heart anymore. Yeah, she's just trying to get out of horny jail. So he sends her to the deepest pits of horny jail, which is Idris, the slave, <laughs> which is Idris, the mo- the least horny people of all. Meanwhile. <laughs> Simon, Simon <laughs> calls Clary and then no, ignores a text message no, from his mom. No, Aaron, you, you're you saying this scene like it's a very simple scene with nothing else in it. What's the last time we saw Simon, he was leaving with Raphael to go get what he believed were ingredients. More ingredients to trap Camille. Next shot, Raphael is nowhere to be found. Simon is walking alone down the street and being like, Clary, I, I missed the end of whatever voicemail you sent me. Look, so he just ditched Raphael. I'm going to assume from how this show goes <laughs> that Magnus called both Simon and Raphael and was like, I don't you. worry, I handled it. Hey, I tricked you. Be don't, on your way. Don't come to my home. I will ward you out. <laughs> Simon's like, cool. Bye. All right. Yeah, so he he uh, he ignores, he ignores, I said he ignores Raphael and Magnus, but he also ignores his mom to go to the Institute. Because Clary is potentially sad. Meanwhile, Jace is in his cell. Yep. And he hears the sounds of a fight. And this is a real fight, not a dream fight. Oh, because yeah. Because Hodge also hears it. It's it's good they set that up early because they already showed this place can have show your nightmares. Yeah. So if Valentine had just come in, I would have been like. It's a dream. This has got to be a dream. And. <laughs> I'll say it's too close to the end of the episode for that. I'm glad they got that out of the way. Yeah, they're like, no, no, we will establish what is true and what is fake. So Valentine has set up a demon attack as a diversion, as we said. Um, In comes a dead uh, silent brother. Yep. Hodge explains that only the... Okay, 
I thought Hutch said only the blood of Silent Brothers or the handprint of an alive Silent Brother can get them out of jail. No, he says he has to be alive. But I guess the handprint of any alive, powerful clave member can get them out. Yeah. Because Alder Tree will get them out later. Yeah, yeah. So it's just they have to be alive. They have to it was, be alive. It was just though. unclear because they are in the city of bones. I thought it had to be. Nah. Uh, also, in the books. Okay. Valentine goes to the jail and he kills basically all of the Silent Brothers, except for the ones who happen to be away from the City of Bones. In this one, it appears to be two, and one of the Well, I know, actually, this one only appears to be one, and yeah. that's because he was holding the sword. Because the <laughs> Silent Brother was holding the soul sword, they keep calling it. It's yeah. called the Mortal Sword. Mm-hmm. But I understand it's also called the Mortal Cup. Too confusing. Yeah. Uh, so Valentine's like, all right, Jace, I'm getting you out of here. Jace is like, no, you're not. He's like, dude, I don't <laughs> want to be your son. I don't like you. So I was like, fine, then we'll kidnap you. And uh, Jason's like, no, don't kidnap for- me. Fortunately, we now begin a sequence of events where people will be repeatedly held hostage and then get out of hostage situation. So first- the first thing that happens is Hodge hostage holds Valentine. Yes. Uh, this is after uh, the Alder Tree has gotten... They've used Alder Tree's hand to get uh Jace out of jail. Well, Alder Tree's attached to the hand. I should clarify. Yes. Alder Tree's alive. <laughs> yes. They use Alder Tree's alive hand to get Jace out of jail. Yeah. And Jace is like, I don't want so, this. So Hodge gra- so Hodge grabs him and goes, Jace, run. And then Hodge is killed by Valentine. And then Jace takes the soul sword. Because <laughs> <laughs> Valentine didn't pick it up. Yeah. No, I think he takes it from Valentine's hand <laughs> as he stabs Hodge. Oh, I think you're right. I think, I think Valentine is just distracted. Yeah, so he gets that, and then there's a fight with Jace and Aldertree doing some fighting, and then Jace tries to kill Valentine, but surprise to surprise, the unkillable woman, Dot, is still alive. And she is back under Valentine's spell to magic Jace away from Valentine. Really would have come, well, Valentine away from Jace. Oh, that's true. Valentine does get pushed away from Jace. Really, when it comes down to it, um, <laughs> really, when it comes down to it, I should stop assuming that when Jay- when Dot is off screen, she's dead. <laughs> it always feels like she's going to get killed because yeah, she's done something. Because she continually defies Valentine, and then he just, like, waves his hand in her face. I don't know. Like, hey, stop being that. Uh, he just has syringes all the time to just stab into her bicep. Yeah. Then, uh, as Valentine gets the sword back, he now is threatening Jace, and now he has him hostage. And then he makes some Falcon references. Yeah. Because well, this is important, this episode. Yeah. So, J- him being Jace. Jace is telling Valentine, hey, why don't you kill me? Kill If you love me so much, kill me. Like you killed like my you Falcon. Like you killed the Falcon. And I gotta say, I like that, because Valentine's... Apparently, thing he taught him with the whole Falcon thing is that you should train something, not love it. And but Valentine loves Jace. <laughs> Maybe. Also, will gaslight Jace at every single. At one point, he's like, Hey, Jace, I noticed the Clave put you in jail. Would I put you in jail? Yes. Yes. Yes, you have, Valentine. You have. Um, I, <laughs> I think. I think this moment where he doesn't kill Jace is still him gaslighting him. Oh, absolutely. Because once again, we know because of the alternate dimension that Jace is 
And Legend that's been retconned is 100% not his son. This is just Val messing with the guy. And so then Alder Tree shouts, get the sword, because Dot's making a portal. Yeah, and Alder Tree is about to be killed. Like, the, um, the <laughs> Valentine says, take Jace, and then they just overpower the guards more again. Yeah. Um, but Jace has to, cho- has to choose between... They don't set up the choice very well. You kind of have to like, but the choice is the sword or cho- or, or save Victor. And Jace chooses to save Alder Tree, and they they are they have they have escaped, but unfortunately, Valentine has taken the sword with him through the portal. So now Valentine has two of the mortal instruments. Yes. Now he just needs the mirror. Yeah, uh, uh, Alder Tree though. We'll never say anything, but he will like this. Yes, because uh, the next time they will show up will be Alder Tree and Jace just walking into the Institute. But first, we have to check out the Institute, where so, Izzy is the next one to be possessed. Clary and Alec have been roaming around, and they find <laughs> that Izzy demon. And for some reason, she comes in being like, you killed Jocelyn. And then Izzy is like, look, Alec. You were always the favorite child, so now I have to kill you. And I'm like, wait, that's what the demon does? The, well, no, they said the demon feeds on negative emotions. Yeah, but we just haven't seen the demon do it. And wouldn't it be we can, better? Yeah, we can talk about this now, I guess. Um, the the first half of this episode spends so long uh, setting up kind of, not petty, but like little disagreements between them with Raj and with uh, Izzy being like, you have a mom that likes you. Uh, I, my mom, yeah. Yeah, my with my mom is strained. And these little tiny things that when the demon goes in the person, it, we should have, we should have set up what they're angry about in the same episode. Izzy should be attacking Clary mm-hmm. because of her mom. And it doesn't matter. It's not rational because her mom's not around anymore. Like that's the point of this demon. We should have shown a fight between Alec and Jocelyn and tension there. So when Alec does kill Jocelyn, it makes sense. We understand which emotions the demon is dragging on. Instead, the motion just goes into. That's what happened with uh, Raj and Lydia. That was actually set up. Nothing else was set up. You know, a way, way better and more courageous show. Also, I think that might be a Buffy episode. Sorry, continue. (laughs) A better and more courageous show would have made Clary. Clary kill her mom. Yes. Yeah. Or Luke. Yep. Like, whoever it was... Should have been a person who had, like, a stake in the game. (laughs) And it should have been in this... They should have set it up. All all the the nonsense we went... It's not nonsense, but all the dramatic stuff we went through in the first half of the episode should have payoff. Instead, uh, Izzy comes in, they fire for a little bit, and then Clary stabs Izzy in the back. But apparently stabbing her in the neck makes... Well, on the back. Not on the neck. She stabs her in the back. It's the back of the neck. Shoulder. Okay. Anyway, the point I'm making is yeah. this random stab that's not in the heart makes the demon escape. So then Clary can stab a dust demon. Yeah, it's weird that when um uh okay, it, actually no, it's not weird. I think I can make it work for myself because okay. when uh when Alex shot Raj in the leg, it left because this demon does when it when it feels the pain, like pain, it runs. But the reason it didn't it didn't run from Clary and said to the scream at Clary is because. It was Valentine who made it, so okay. it has some because Valentine's 
freaking weird. He did some weird thing, and it would be like, <laughs> and also if you see Clary, uh, do weird stuff to her. Don't hurt Clary, but also let her know you're there. <laughs> yeah, the headcanon thing doesn't go su- super deep, but that's why I believe it didn't immediately ran away and gave Clary a chance to just swipe at it. But doesn't also Valentine is obsessed with Jocelyn? Well, but I don't think he can. Tr- he, he inserted all of the things into it. He he assumed, who could hate Jocelyn? Fair. <laughs> they all love her. And if this thing does negative emotions, everyone... Jocelyn will be fine. She'll be protected. Uh, <laughs> so they, uh, they, they check on Izzy. She is fine. Clary kills the demon. And she now that she's killed the demon that killed her mom... Now she can grieve. Now she can grieve. She's stunned. She's out of it. Jason Alec Aldrich... Is busy. Um, healing Izzy, yeah. and then as Kevin said, in comes Jason Aldertree. And then, bam, in comes Simon, literally shoving Jace aside. And Simon's going to hug Clary, and this is good, because Jace will go and hug his siblings, and he'll realize, <laughs> and not his... I, can't sub- I can't hug my true sibling, because I love her too much. My true not-sibling. Also, Aldertree will full-on disappear during the scene. <laughs> he'll be like, who, boy, this Lydia water- really messed up. <laughs> There's a lot of emotion in this room. In this room. <laughs> Someone good should have been in charge of this institute. Ah, too bad Lydia's always in charge. Lydia, this is clearly your fault. What were you doing during this time? Lydia, you're bad at hunting demons. <laughs> you're a bad leader of this of this institute. Who put you in charge? God, Aldertree. <laughs> Aldertree never's in charge. <laughs> Except for when he wants to be. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Kevin. Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where logic found itself possessed by a demon of drama? Yes. I did. Yeah. And we did talk about it. But it's that first scene where Izzy is getting ready to be forensic Izzy. <laughs> and Raj just comes in and gets sassy for no reason other than the fact that he's a named character who has to distract them from a demon smoke cloud. Yeah, I, I had the one marked down as well. I kind of removed it beca- on based on the assumption when I saw him attack Lydia, I'm like, oh, they're pulling on the fights from the Act 1. But, but the then, fights but then, but, in Act 1 yeah. made no sense. No, no. But then it, like, well, because they were setting up, oh, yeah, this guy and Lydia are, um, are they, you know, he's, he's rude to her. So when he fights her, you understand that he's pulling on these negative emotions they feel. It should have been Lydia killing, attacking, attacking Raj. Because Raj is the one who's a dink. Yeah, and he's the one that Lydia's like, I hate you. Stop. Is that and, making... Yeah, so yeah, none of this demons things work. Again, this had to be the A plot. Yeah. And I don't think it is. I think they re- they gave a lot of time to Jace being like, I won't be broken. I'm so edgy. Well, and they also gave like too much time for a C plot to yeah. Magnus and Simon and Camille. Yeah. So they're just like three A plots. And that means no one gets enough time. Kevin, did you find a CW moment? Yeah, and it might be easy to guess. I've been saying it the entire episode and even in this final bit. It's Jace's I will not be broken thing. No one's trying <laughs> no, to break you, Jace. Yeah, it, what, this, even this trial, even if it went the way that we would hope a trial would go, if, it, like, 
once again, the clave is an authoritarian. Uh, if the if it went the way that we hoped the trial would go, they're not trying to to break you. They they're they're trying to make you a scapegoat. And you <laughs> and you know, like you know, you're not lying about anything. Like you're there's nothing. Do you think they're tr- they're going to try to make you lie and become the the scapegoat? You could just tell the truth the entire time, which is what he does. It still doesn't work out, not because they broke him, but because they have decided that they need a the- scapegoat. Except for apparently not, because once Alder Tree gets over it real fast. <laughs> yeah. So, do you think Alder Tree actually believes that Jace is actually a villain? Yeah, that's the thing. I think it is. I think. Here's the originally when even when he was doing I'm asking the right question to get the answer I want, he could have still also believed that Jace was the villain for that. I don't Jace think... does the mildest heroic thing and Aldrich is like, oh, yeah. well then. I don't think scapegoat's the right term. I think what it is is that he truly does believe that Jace he truly believes that just Jace going with Valentine and not killing Valentine, Jace is a traitor. He doesn't care about all the other stuff he did. He believed – I don't think this is right anymore, yeah. by the way. Um, but I believe that he did believe that Jace, Jace is a traitor because of the things I know he did. So then Alder Tree sees Jace with his own eyes do one heroic thing and is like, <laughs> oh, I guess I don't know what a traitor is. No, no. I think that is just them, unfortunately, not knowing what Alder Tree's actual thing is and him just being – Kind of the faceless stand-in for an authority figure in a teen drama. I do feel bad for the actor who plays Alder Tree because obviously in a book it's way easier to have a zillion different characters yeah. and flesh them out easily and you're not paying different actors. And in a book's storyline you can yeah. have several of these people. I, whereas it just being Alder Tree just makes it feel like I mean, flimsy. I would say that, but they also have Lydia. Like they, if they wanted somebody to be then do the nicer leading of the clave lydia does that stuff if they want someone to be the the meaner the one who believes jace is a traitor no matter what that's alder tree i just think they need a for real grown-up they need like a 50 year old coming in here (laughs) as opposed to like our main characters are like 22 alder tree looks he's probably like 30 or 40 alder tree's like 30 let's give him a beard beard is code for him for he is old. But he's not as old as Maris or um, Jocelyn or Luke. They like, don't have beards. <laughs> does Luke have a beard? I don't think he has a beard. Yeah, he might have stubble. He might have a beard. Anyway, like, he's not as old as them. And I just feel like having, like, a real functional adult. Like, let's cra- let's cast Chris Noth or something. Let's not cast Chris Noth. Yeah, let's not. Let's not no, but, actually, let's not cast Chris Noth. Okay, but in 2016, we didn't know. Okay, in 2016, I guess you could cast Chris Noth. We're like, I, uh, the only people I can think of are too famous. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, a Shadowhunters level of famous person who's like... How about the guy who played Mike Ermitrout from Breaking Bad? Absolutely. Okay, we'll you know what? Him. Let's cast Brian Cranston. Get him in there. Yeah, Brian Cranston. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> if you like all this, Aaron, Just do the thing. Please explain to us why it's so close to being right, 
but so wrong. So close. <laughs> so close, but so far. And tell us why it's so close, but so far. On the social media, we're Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA, at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. And please, we really think we're the only Shadowhunters TV show Podcast. podcast. So give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on Apple Podcast or your podcaster of choice. At least we're the only podcast in 2022. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> uh, you can also check out my books. They're available at kevinwearbooks.com. And I'm over at aflimsyplan.com. And we will see you next week. How will Clary deal with Jocelyn's death? Now that Jay saved Aldertree from Valentine, does Aldertree trust him? So, now that Dot is off screen... Is she finally dead? Answers all this and more on the next episode of Miss Jail Sirens and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? <laughs>